This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Broadcast Podcast. This is episode 161. And with me today, I've got Colin Barron, Senior Pastor at Christchurch Manchester. And we're going to talk about change and how change can bring about growth. And over the time I've known you, Colin, change is one of the things that I've always noticed you've been particularly good at, navigating it, helping uh, me, helping others on the team, helping the whole church get to the next stages. And I wanted to talk to you about that a bit today. We've got some stuff coming up on broadcast around change. But in particular, I want to focus on some changes that have happened at Christchurch Manchester uh, over the last year or so. Um, we, we've recently been praying for six new sites and we've got six little prayer meetings that have started up. Um, I was in one last night. It was like a really good time praying for different communities in our city, uh, different language groups that are in our city and also Munich as well. We've been praying for uh, and it's been great. But I remember last year when you, you first said, I want us to start six new sites. And the initial response that I had to that, and that I think a lot of people had, was like, that's, that's crazy. Like, what, what are we talking about? We're in lockdown. Maybe think about the next one. But you had this real clear sense that, no, it's six that we need to go for. And I think there was something prophetic in that that God had been speaking to you about. But what I want to ask you first is just how did you get to a point of real clarity in yourself that you knew firstly that change needed to happen and then secondly you knew what that change would look like how, how did you get so clear yeah, that's an interesting question especially as we were halfway through the pandemic lockdown uh, I mean part of it was uh, it was actually in August I remember uh, just praying and, th- and thinking, I'm going to read some of the prophecies that have been given me and, and praying to them. And one of them was from Mike Pelavacci, which was about a year and a half before. And he prophesied and said, look, the dreams that God gave you years ago that actually were from him. And uh, it, it carried on really saying uh, that these would all come about. And the dream that God gave me was that I'd plant 20 sites and I'd already done about 12 and uh, so as I was reading this I thought I'm 65 years old this year or next year it was then and uh, I just thought if this is actually going to happen then things need to speed up and literally that was my kind of it was reading the prophetic word and uh, just being pretty logical about it to start with um I've always been um, intrigued with Hudson Taylor and uh, often reread the uh, accounts of uh, when he was just praying for new missionaries to go to um, inland China. And I, I, I got out one of the, uh, uh, the books and read it again through August uh, in, with these kind of lens. And uh, again, he's on Brighton Beach praying for, I think it was 22 <laughs> new missionaries to go into inland China. I thought, 
Man alive, if he can pray for 22 people to go on a sailing boat to China and then go into inland China in twos, six, it's actually quite a small thing. And literally, that's how the thing progressed in my mind. Yeah, that's really cool. And it must have been a, a strange moment that you reached, having, having read these prophecies, having reflected on Hudson Taylor and You'd got to a point of being pretty sure that this was what needed to happen. And at that point, it was just you. There wasn't loads of people who'd been kind of advocating, let's do six. You'd, you'd reached this conclusion yourself. And I remember being in a, in a meeting with you and a few of the other team members and like you were outlining some of this. And the, the initial response, I, I think it would be fair to say there was a bit of... Um, catch-up that we all needed to do to to get from uh, oh wow like six how do, how do we do it what does it involve is it the right move to, to catch this same wind of faith that you had how, how do you in those early stages start to to draw other people to to see it with this this vision that you've seen uh, i think first of all to be reasonably patient so i'd had one or two kind of private conversations or at least not private but one-on-one uh, -on -one conversations with one or two of the team walking around the park and at that point I realized this is going to be quite a big change in people's mindset so I was a little bit kind of forewarned if I can use that term uh, and so I, I, I just felt okay I just need to share the story and um, there was one extra bit of the story, which was, uh, I also, as you know, in the book we've um, written, we talk about Jesus sending out the 12. And I thought, why not 12? And it was funny, I, I was a bit fixated on the 12. And then I thought, no, no, it's six teams. He sent them in two twos. And the interesting thing is, I just had a narrative. In fact, I, it's almost like it, I, it trips off my tongue now. So the story of August, I just told, and I just kept telling it. It was one of those things. I told it. I didn't get phased with a, a, a reasonably negative. Our team was not negative, as you know, Tom, but <laughs> not full on <laughs> endorsing. That is for sure reaction. Uh, so I guess patience is the first thing that actually it took me a while. <laughs> personally to get convinced therefore I had to allow at least that much time and probably six times as much as that for other people to get convinced. Yeah it's been interesting seeing that same thing then play out with the wider congregation as we've been talking about it publicly by the same journey that you went on and then that the team went on. I remember the first time this was mentioned in a Sunday service I think someone used the phrase it all sounds well and good, but it's just Colin being Colin, isn't it? And um, kind of processing it that way. But then in the weeks that followed and uh, the months afterwards, the number of people who've been citing this vision, uh, talking about it, leaning into it, drawing others into it, it really does feel like it's, it's captured the imagination of lots of people across the church. It's just wonderful to see that. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting. I think one of the things I learned actually from David Devonish, one of my really good friends, uh, years ago when we were 
talking about helping churches through change and uh, he like myself came from a reasonably democratic or at least been in reasonably democratic churches and uh, one of the things you learn there is process and uh, that you often everybody needs to go back to square one or at least every leader needs to go back to square one with every new person who hears the vision and uh, so often leaders feel like there's long that takes them months to get to a point and then they do this kind of state of the union address which is the big vision and don't realize actually that the process that they have taken and then they've taken with their leadership team needs to again be taken with the congregation it's almost like you go back to square one each time and help each group of people make that journey through yeah it's interesting to see how how we've reached the point that we're at now so it feels like we're, we're a fair way down this track now where everyone gets that this is what we're about and we, we do have these six prayer meetings that have started and that, that are gathering speed gathering people to them and uh, the, there are ones there that look like they're they're on track to then launch the sites and some days it's, it's interesting to see how much change you've been able to bring about in the church in a very low risk way like nothing so far has seemed like there's much downside to it like step by step by step making progress was that something that was quite deliberate in your thinking it's always been deliberate in my thinking in a sense to what people think is high risk actually is to take some very low risk steps so you, the big dream or big visions or the big change that you want yeah, i guess if you did it in one big go then it's high risk but actually if you break it down to incremental steps and each each step is reasonably low risk i think the other thing is those prayer meetings actually it was one of the team one of the eldership team who, whose idea it was why not let's start six prayer meetings and so actually the other thing that happens is as people get caught up in the process they start actually adding value and adding ideas into it and uh, as you know tom we're doing a, a big give soon towards this and again it was a team member's idea actually let's put our next big give collection into this it will help people just again look go on the journey yeah i mean the reason why why i've talked about this a bit today in part is just because it's an exciting thing it's pioneering it's a good story to tell but also i think it's a really good example because this is something that as well as doing in manchester with us that you've over the years helped lots of church leaders who are who are at a point of navigating change in their own churches are there things that you've seen come up over and over again when people are, are trying to to make change happen that um that are common patterns or common obstacles or things that can derail it or like what, what are some of the, the the things that are your reflections on on churches changing i mean i think one of them is the momentum getting momentum uh, some of the business guys call it getting a sense of urgency, um, but getting that across enough people. 
So that would be true for our leadership team. And actually there's a, a as you were on the prayer meeting, she said last night, it, it's now got into people as well. That there's a, that this urgency creates momentum. And um, so I think that, that would be one thing that uh, not enough people sometimes in a church leadership team have the same sense of urgency. And um, it can just be one lone voice with a few blockers. So I think that's, that would be definitely one. I think I've mentioned another, which is actually helping enough people get onto the journey. And uh, that takes time, patience, and uh, telling the story and helping them add to the story, be part of the story. Uh, so that would be uh, two. And I think probably um, overcoming blockers or, or when I'm, uh, that can sound negative, a, a blocker, because actually, some people are slow adopters. Some people are fast adopters. Some people actually ask some very good questions that look like they are negative. Um, but actually, if they are answered well and, and, and uh, taken on board, can actually add to a good outcome. And then occasionally there are people that uh, stand away. I mean, Jesus had that with Peter, <laughs> the ultimate blocker, you're not going to Jerusalem. Uh, and uh, so dealing appropriately, not harshly or over the, overreacting to the way people um, look like they could be blocking you, but there's sometimes often are not. They're just asking very real questions. Yeah. Now, I know it's been on your heart a bit that as people are coming out of lockdown, that a lot of churches will be going through the, the change process and uh, adapting to the world as it is and needing to, to shape their church in a way that fits the new reality. Uh, and one of the things that, uh, that you've been working on is taking a lot of your um, coaching that you've done on change and change for growth and formatting that into a course that we're going to be in the coming weeks and months featuring on broadcast. Tell us a bit about what, what, what made you really inspired to kind of use this course format and, and to put these webinars together at this point? I mean, interesting enough, it, it started probably uh, just before Christmas. And I've been on a number of webinars, uh, international webinars uh, with leaders. And all the time I kept hearing this word, the new normal. We need to uh, reposition ourselves to the new normal. And we need to, and then it kind of got even more like you need to reconstruct. And I actually thought, you know what? I don't think we do. And then I felt guilty for saying that. It's almost like, how, how, now I knew we needed to change and we're just doing six more sites, but fundamentally we're not reconstructing our church we're just accelerating and i felt actually a lot of church leaders first of all were getting under pressure that what wasn't broken before um, the pandemic probably needed a tweak not a reconstruct having said that i also understood that those who did need to do some major change a lot of them actually are not very equipped because 
they haven't had all the training on it. So it was those two kind of almost extremes that made me think, wouldn't it be great to actually get some um, practitioners, some uh, people who've, who've uh, managed change from movement level to kind of medium-sized church level to church planting um, people who uh, could actually share their experience and in those kind of three, what I would say, uh, big worlds that uh, we're in. Yeah, so talking about those three different streams then, do you want to just tell us a little bit more about what the plan is, what we're going to do and how we're going to try and uh, serve those different groups with slightly different tailored content for them? Yeah, so we're going to launch with doing some uh, webinars on for church planters and uh, they're going to be a, a lot of uh, CCM leaders in, are going to be involved in that because we've gone through quite a lot of change and uh, had, uh, many years now experience and we're going to look at I say different areas that a church planter uh, has to change and uh, it's a strange thing because uh, they if you're a, if you're a movement leader they look like small changes how do you go from one to a team how do you go from having no collections to having collections how do you go from one small community group to multiple but actually the emotional cost for a church planter is massive because actually there is his friends it's, it's a it's a family it really is a, a an extended family that actually are having to adjust and adjust to growth and to change. So that's the one we're going to launch uh, very soon. Um, then we're going to do one on for church leaders. And again, just looking at the different ways church leaders need to change. And in a sense, some of the things I've highlighted earlier on in this podcast, Tom, are the things that we're going to open up with others as things as well. And then we're going to do one with David Devonish, who led New Frontiers and uh, been my friend for years. We've uh, served on the New Frontiers international team and gone through some major transitions. And we're going to do uh, a, a webinar which will be very interactive for movement leaders and team members on, on movement teams, looking at uh, how to change from small incremental steps to the big kind of change when a leader retires or moves on and another leader comes through. That sounds great. I'm really looking forward to, to being involved with them. And like the format that we're going to go for, it's not going to be just listen to someone talk for the whole time. It's going to be conversational. There'll, there'll be lots of opportunities to ask questions and um, you'll be able to ask your questions as well if if you're watching live so we'd encourage you to to get along we're starting the church planter ones next week from from the time of recording so april the 15th will be the first one at, at 2 p.m uk time you can find all the details at the broadcastnetwork.org slash change hyphen for hyphen growth if you go there there'll be more information about all of these webinars and there'll be the opportunity for you to sign up for them there as well so uh, Colin, is there anything that you'd like to kind of add to encourage people on uh, on these webinars or more information that it'd be good to share? I would really encourage you to come along on the church leader one. We're going to get uh, various church leaders and uh, hopefully from America as well as the UK to uh, help us and serve us on that. 
So it'll be very interactive and uh, I, your questions actually will help the flow of the conversation and uh, hopefully will serve you in a good way. Right, well, thank you for taking time to chat, Colin. As I said at the start, you're one of the best I've seen at, at navigating change, and it would be great that loads of people can, can engage with that and benefit from, from that gifting and skill that you have. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, it'd be great to see you on the webinars if you're able. We'll be back on the podcast as well next week with, with some more content. So uh, until then, see you next time.